This is a Radio.com original. Well, working with Quentin Tarantino, as I understand it, he he likes to do little things like sending right. little messages. Subliminal messages. Yeah. He does. Yeah. You're, you're right. And I but, saw that and I just went, yeah. What'd you come up with? <laughs> oh, I, w- I was looking at it going, what's your conspiracy theory? Well, and of course, now you try to say, okay, 8NJ. Well, that's 8NJ 09H. <laughs> no. Somehow. It should have been OU812. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been. <laughs> Everybody and welcome to a new edition of the award-winning Talking About Cars, where it's all about everybody has a car story, from celebrities to car personalities. I'm Randy Cardoon, and this week we take a closer look at one of the most-watched movies on the screen over the last month, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the movie that starred Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt, a movie from Quentin Tarantino that basically took part of Hollywood put it in a time machine, and sent it for 1969. And to be able to do that, he not only had to recreate 60s Hollywood Boulevard and get the cars to fit the time of the film. My guests this week are Once Upon a Time in Hollywood picture car coordinator Steve Butcher and transportation car captain Leonard Jefferson. They have so much great information, we're going to actually split this up into two podcasts. Joining us on the phone is our own Hot Rod Bob Beck. Steve Let's start it with you. Talk about growing up in L.A. and where your love of cars came from. Well, when I was a child, um, we were when we were young, there's 10 kids in our family, seven boys, three girls. But our dad used to take us on drives and we'd drive around the city and looking at cars and trucks and architecture and signs and everything else. There was a lot of but I, I fell in love with cars from day one. I was always a car fanatic what kind of car was that do you remember that you were running I, around in uh we were in a 1959 mercury commuter wagon ah. <laughs> mm. couldn't have we had to have wagons all our lives because we were so many in our family so. uh-huh. oh yeah that, but, a lot of chrome on those vehicles yeah but i had an older brother who was uh he was much older than me he used to go to lion's drag strip and he'd come back home and tell me you know verbatim what went down the track, whose cars, but we had hot rod magazines. We had all kinds of car magazines and, and we'd go through them and the cars that went down the track, I knew that remembered them well. And have you, uh, had a chance by the way, take a tangent here, but have you had a chance by the way, to see the, the lion's drag strip museum? I have not. Oh, Bob, tell them about the museum. Oh, that is a place you've got to see. They've totally recreated the starting line, including the, the crossover bridge inside the warehouse, oh and they've got the starting line, the Christmas tree, they've got cars, uh, The mur- it's all hand-painted, mural on wow. the walls of the cars, uh, the Radican, uh, uh, anyway, one of the altars, the heat, the wreath automotive altered is painted okay. on the wall, and the pure guy who hell? owns the car, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry? sorry? Was it pure hell? No, no, not pure it's, hell, the, uh, uh, the wreath automotive car was a Fiat. Okay, it was Topolino. An sure, Fiat sure. Topolino. Yep, and it's it was hand painted on the wall. The owner of the car, Ron Stearns, mm-hmm. walked in and thought it was his car from a distance. <laughs> oh my goodness! It, it is wow. that detailed. The artistry of uh, uh, Yvonne and Marcellus and uh, the Blood uh, are just amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. It is amazing. You, you, if you you get a chance to go look at it, I've got yeah. actually some pictures I'll show you after. But right. it is just eye opening 
how accurate a lot of it is and how Very they've cool. set it up because they actually have real cars and mm-hmm. all that. It's it's incredible. Love to see it. <clears throat> yeah, that'll be kind of cool. Okay, well, so I have some drag racing background also in the eighties. I I ran I ran a super street car in Division Seven. Really? For uh, NHRA. Where did you race at the time? I raced at LACR Bakersfield. I raced the last drag strip, the last uh, drag race at Riverside before they closed it down, and. Just, just mainly those Division Seven circuits. So, most of the the other tra- tracks were gone. I saw Fremont before it it, uh, it went down. But don't you wish they were all back? Oh my goodness! I'm a, it's I'm hard to explain because I know Bob is the PA announcer at Irwindale. Yeah. So people see drag racing to an extent, but right. not ex- not like it was, right, Bob? No, and uh, I was the announcer at uh, LACR for twenty years. So that was a whole different ballgame than what we're seeing today. Absolutely. Uh, That's why I remember you, Bob. (laughs) (laughs) Now I remember. I remember you. Now you remember, yeah. 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 That was the guy up in the tower no one ever saw. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yelling at Bernie. (laughs) Yeah, all weekends at Bernie's for 20 years. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, let's bring Leonard in. And uh, Leonard Jefferson joins us. And Leonard, tell us about where you grew up and what your car background was. I grew up in uh, L.A. also born and raised uh i've been in cars pretty much all all my life as well uh my family were into race cars and motorcycles uh we used to go to the street races and you know things of that nature and we had uh always had custom cars with the chrome the color matching wheels the fancy interior first car you drove a pinto wow a pinto uh runabout that was suddenly a head snapper. I mean, here we are talking about well, custom cars and what, what was first car you drove? Pinto. Yes, I fixed it up, put some Kragers, some chrome Kragers on it. Mm-hmm. Pony White. stock. Pony stock, yeah. yeah. Just don't yeah. get hit yeah. in the rear. Yeah, yeah. right. Back then there was. Back... Tell, tell them about the, uh, the Pinto we saw down at Barrett Jackson. What about? Wait a minute. I'm, there, I, I keep thinking of the one I saw over at uh, the OC Fair, the one that yeah. had the. Uh, Four four wheel drive tires oh, on yeah, it, and but, somebody put a Pinto oh. on top of that. Oh, uh, I've got a picture of that yeah. too. Four wheel drive Pinto. Yeah, or, yeah. But I don't know if it was four wheel drive, but it sure looked like it could go yeah, right, anywhere. Yeah, right. It could stomp yeah. on just yeah. by. But go ahead, remind me about the other Pinto. All right, the second car across the block at Barrett Jackson Scottsdale was a beautiful Green. Pinto runabout that looks like oh. it just came off the showroom floor. Oh yeah, okay. and the car in front of it had just sold for 2000 the guy was expecting 20 and this pinto <laughs> comes across and goes for 16000 oh wow guy wanted to shoot himself but i <laughs> just because oh my gosh you know that's just the way that you get there and you say okay and and the car in front of him was an Oldsmobile uh diesel yeah. back in the days in the 70s when mm-hmm. they had the Oldsmobile diesels and he thought he'd be able to get more yeah. for it yeah so what was your what was your first car <laughs> well my first car was supposed to be a uh, 60, it was supposed to be a 67 Mustang. Supposed to be. Yes, bullet car. Huh. My girlfriend's mother had the car. And on the day I was supposed to pick it up, she said I wouldn't, she wouldn't sell it to me because she said I'd kill her daughter in that car. No! So I said, what if I stop going out with your daughter and you still sell me the car? And she said, no, you'll kill yourself in it. Oh, man. So I ended up, actually, I ended up with a Volkswagen Fastback because my brother needed the money because he was in college. So, you so I gave... bought his, I brought my brother's, I had my $500 back then, 1970, uh-huh. I think it was 74 or something uh-huh. like that. 
I gave him $500 for his Volkswagen. Oh, you are like the best brother in the world, <laughs> I think. Yeah, I had to go up to Fresno and drive it home with three cylinders. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> what a come down from a, a bullet Mustang. Isn't Leonard, that crazy? Leonard, what was your first car? The Pinto. The Pinto. <laughs> the Pinto. Oh, that was the first that one. Was, oh, that okay. was my first car. Okay. Yeah. Who'd win that race, the Pinto or the Volkswagen? With three cylinders. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> yeah. We always have to give a handicap. They're going to be debating this all the way home after the show today. I can uh, just see this. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So you moved on. How did you get from growing up and, and having these cars and, and the love of cars to the movie business? How did you kind of segue into that? Well, um, from... I, I was in the real estate business, and that's kind of what funded my race cars and stuff and did that. And always had cars, had 20 cars at one time. Always, at, a, at any particular time, I had more than 15 cars. And we'd rest, I'd restore them. I did ground-up restorations. And my actually, my brother has my first ground-up restoration I did at 18 years old. It was a 67 Mercury Cougar, and he still has it. Hmm. When he graduated high school, I gave it to him. But I always had these cars, and... Uh, when it was drag racing, one of my sponsors, he uh, owned a wrecking yard, and all his friends worked in the film industry. And in 1980, I think it was 85, 86, somewhere in there, um, the real estate market started to take a drop, and I'm like, this is the first time to change. So I hooked up with them. I said, get me in the business. So I went on a set, and a car was running. They were trying to fix this car because it was trying to run in a, in a shot. And I messed with it. It ran through the shot. Able, I mean, went through the shot because you only have to get it to run through the shot. And all of a sudden, they said, "Oh, you're hired." <laughs> so, <laughs> so, from that, from mechanics, I, I, the, the love of cars. I like sourcing them and finding them. And being in L.A., I love period movies. So I was more into the period side side of of the film business. Mm -hmm. I, I love the stories that we're going to tell you here in a little bit about uh, the movie that came out, and, and I saw the movie. Mm -hmm. Bob, have you seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yet? No, not yet. Uh, oh. it's, on the, it's on the list. Okay, well, we're not going to give away any endings. Nope, but nothing. But oh. still, it's, nope. it's, 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 there are some great stories here we're going to mm -hmm. talk about. Leonard, how did you get in the movie best with the cars and all that? Uh, well, I've been in it for 20 years now. Um, I a friend of mine had a, a car customization company. It was called Three One O Motoring, and we used to um, uh, customize a lot of celebrities, athlete cars. And one of, a friend of mine was a director, music video director, and he needed some cars for a music video. It was Jagged Edge, Keys to the Range. We had to find four Range Rovers and customize them, put wheels on them. We did that, and it just started from there, from from that one music video, and it just started, you know. So the Range Rovers were owned by other people? Yeah, well, we, we had we had a relationship with, with Range Rover, so we would we rent from the dealer, and then maybe I think two of them came from like private, private people. Do they get to keep the rims? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just a question yeah. just a question i mean they do sometimes or they don't yeah sometimes they do okay sometimes they do sometimes they do. yeah it all depends on the deal we work on. we'll explore why coming yeah. up yeah. all right that's good yeah. i like that all right so in this movie if you've seen once upon a time in hollywood i have and it's it's just 
It's just nails. I mean, it's just so looks like Hollywood of old. I grew up in Los Angeles, and I remember so many things about it. Uh, The cars were immaculate. You had the Pussycat Theater. They brought back to life. They brought back the uh, Van Nuys Drive-In. Yes. Okay. That was that. Where did they put that? Because obviously what used to be the Van Nuys Drive-In is no longer. Well, they found a location and they built that. Seriously? So that was as big as it used to be? They built the marquee Uh and then they built that back facade. Wow. Was it in California? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. But it was just the location, you know, because they could have used it anyway. And then they they took it down afterwards? Yeah. Oh, darn. Oh, that's (laughs) That would have been great, though, to go look. I'm sure someone's got it. I'm taking you to the Van Nuys Drive in. Okay, (laughs) yeah. yeah. Well, how could that be? Well, we're going for a while. That's amazing. The neat things about this and things about cars and how you get cars and how you find cars. Uh, Let's start off with you talk to Quentin Tarantino. I assume, does he come in with a laundry list of what he wants or any specific vehicles? How do you get into that process? Well, first I read the script. So when I read the script and usually when there's a car reference, he'll reference a car. So it says a Cadillac or a, an Oldsmobile or something. So he he already has referenced that. So when you when when a car per, kind of a car person or somebody is writing the script, whoever they write it, they write in type of vehicle. If they don't write in something, then I put a character to the car, and you pick four cars, and then you show them to the director, and he chooses out of those four. So you can you can guesstimate how what type of person he is by his character and what what kind of vehicle he has and mm-hmm. from reading over doing this a lot you can easily put a car to a character um, this particular film he had requested the Cadillacs and the Carmagia for the other car as well mm-hmm. so those were easy the other vehicles we just came up with some of the vehicles of course we came up with the real vehicles from the historical side of it but uh, most of them, we just, the, the main hero cars, we used what they were supposed to have. Okay, so let's start off with the main yes. hero cars. Okay. Uh, Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio drove, well, Pitt drove because Leonardo, is that the real reason Leonardo messed up a car? He couldn't drive it? or, or Well, was that, no, that was in the film. That, that was, was in the, the film. Sto- that was the story. Right, that was so, the story. But. So originally, we were going to use he, he, 59 Cali convertibles. And those are very expensive cars, hundred, hundred fifty thousand dollar cars. Wow! So we were we we're like, well, we have to build those cars, and then we have to modify them. We're going to be taking fenders, we're taking stuff off these cars, and so to take a fully restored fifty nine Caddy, budget wise, it would be a little too much money. So he came up with the idea: let's use the car from Reservoir Dogs. So that fifty, the sixty six Cadillac was the one from Reservoir Dogs, one of his prior films okay so that i take it wasn't hard to find no <laughs> so but we had to double that car so that car we double we always double the cars because you're always doing insert shots or uh, process trailer shots or anything else so your minimum you have two and then the choice for the um for the ca- uh the carmagia was the same carmagia uh, wasn't the same but he used he likes to reuse some of the stuff from his other films and that was the same one that was uh, a vehicle that he used in uh, kill bill too the carmagia the carmagia yes 
Okay, one of the scenes, and Bob, I think you'll you'll appreciate this, is the Carmen Ghia peels out <laughs> in one su- yeah. in spot. And once he upon a time. Yeah, once upon a time. He peels out and he spins it a little bit. Yes. And I'm thinking to myself, my aunt used to drive Carmen Ghia's <laughs> like that, but I don't think she ever spinned it out. And then I read later that apparently you threw a Subaru engine in it? Correct. So we Where did, did you put oh, it? In in the rear. That's a that's a common um, yeah. engine change now that you run a, a Subaru engine now, water cooled Subaru. You put a radiator in the front and everything else, but you run the lines back. But it's a it's a common change. You use a, a Volkswagen uh, West Ballier transmission and it bolts up with a with an adapter plate. Go ahead, Bob. It's in triple the horsepower. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. Well, the Volkswagen, the other Volkswagen, we had a, I think it was a 1200cc Volkswagen engine in that too. So that was pretty hot too. That one ran. They're, they're, they've gotten better, but <laughs> yeah. still the. So, are that car, are that the cars super, for sale? No, n- no, they aren't. Cars. <laughs> <laughs> we no. could build you one though. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. He, pr- he probably could. And uh, the, yeah, yeah. The, the gear with the with the Subaru that that would be interesting. Well, the Cadillac, one of the Cadillacs was stock, the Reservoir Dogs car. But the other Cadillac had an LS motor in it. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. There so, we go. That would be nice. Yeah. Now, that obviously came from a, a an owner. But, I mean, were any of these no. cars? No, 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 no. We built these cars. Yeah. Oh, we had a shop. We get a shop with mechanics. We have studio mechanics. And we use all our, mecha- our, our mechanics in my oh, I head see. mechanic. So the Reservoir Dogs car. Yes. The Cadillac, yes. the 66. You painted it. Well, yeah. It came out of storage. So it had been sitting Who in storage. Who owned that? Michael Madsen. Oh, the actor. Okay. So we we got that car back, and it had been sitting in storage. So it it was that car. That movie came out in 90-something, so it needed to refresh. So we redid the paint job. We redid all the upholstery. We actually, we changed the engine. (laughs) We we took another engine because the engine was a little. So we redid the car, actually, Mm -hmm. for the film. But we used the same color. You know, the same color that they use in the film. So we replicated everything. I have to and ask you this, because I thought of it when I was watching. Uh, you you basically nailed everything down. You had the right color license plates. You had all this. But is mm-hmm. there any significance to the fact that on the Cadillac, mm-hmm. it wasn't the same license number letter thing Configuration. On it. Configuration. Was there some reference, like, in fact, it was, where did I write it down? It, it was something like 8NJ09H. Yeah. Well, in the movie industry, we can't use actual plates. We have to use prop plates, st- prop plates that are approved by the studio. So there's just, like, generic numbers that they put together. I see. DMV won't allow us yeah. to, you know, we can't use somebody's plate off their car. Yeah. So. Oh, I just thought there was safety. some message you were sending to somebody <laughs> no, like that. Like, no. so, you know, like, she just gave us an idea now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Future. Yeah. We'll have to dig through all those pop numbers and come up with something. Well, working with Quentin Tarantino, as I understand <laughs> it, he, he likes to do little things like sending right. little messages. Subliminal or, mess- yeah. He does. Yeah. You're, you're right. And I but, saw that and I just went, yeah. What'd you come up with? Oh, I, w- I was looking at it going, What's your conspiracy a- theory? Well, and of course, now you try to say, okay, 8NJ. Well, that's 8NJ09H. <laughs> no. Somehow. It should have been OU812. <laughs> <That> could- <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Hello. the only one I remember. Yes. Yes, somebody, I wonder From if anybody has that license plate. I somewhere. don't know. But <laughs> also, some of the vehicles they came up with, uh, Roman Polanski was driving 
the MG. MG. So how did that come about? I mean, what, did he actually have a car like that? No. So, you know, he he was he lived in Europe really, but they he uh, in the script they wanted a, a roadster, Roman's roadster. So it was like a he wanted like a '30s looking roadster, something that had that look or a long running roadster and a convertible because we wanted and something that was. I, I thought we, it should be something British, of course, and he did too, or something European. So we came up with a few different cars, a Morgan, an Austin Healey, the MG, everything else. But I kind of pushed the MG because Love Story, in Love Story, Ryan O'Neill drove one. Ah, yes. And mm-hmm. in a, trying to think, there was one other movie that I remember that somebody else drove one too. So in the 60s, you know, I'm, I like. Before I said, I like Austin Oldfield. Powers. Yeah, way before that. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been Austin Healey there. No, that's true. <laughs> but I just, I, I just figured that was an iconic car for the time. And um, Quentin always gives us films to watch as homework, so he gave us this this movie to watch called Model Shop, and we had already chosen the car. He he chose the the um, the MG. But we watched this film, and the guy, the main character in the film, is 1969. He's driving around in this, this, this uh, MG, the same 52 MG Roadster MGTD, in in the film. So we're like, well, look, there's the car. <laughs> <laughs> so it just happened to be that car, and it, and and uh, that was the the one that actually fit perfect, I think, for those that character, that character. Okay. Even though it didn't have to be a like a, a Ferrari or anything, because he could have driven one, but the class of driving that in the time, I think it was it. Absolutely. No, that, that, that turned out to be a good effect there. Yeah. The that, man, go ahead. Going back to that car. Yes. That uh, that car, because we were only had one of those cars, and we were going to do some, you saw they peeled out. And sure. That, I found a car with a, um, that had a Nissan engine in it. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Bob, what did we it's see? An NG. <laughs> Nissan. Yeah. Nissan yeah. NG. There you go. Yeah, an NG, yeah. Bob. Uh, yeah, that, hey, that's, 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 you made it reliable. That's it. We didn't do the job. I found that car. I sourced it and okay. found When I was looking for those cars, this one happened to come up with this engine change that somebody had also done. The guy had spent a good amount of money. Also, the transmission was a five speed instead of a four speed. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's a good swap. It was we, a great Randy swap. Randy and I saw on. Yeah, Randy and I saw one at a car show in June that had a uh, a, a little it was a Daimler Hemi mm. in it. <laughs> so it had a little bitty Hemi V8. Yeah, and you'd have and it to look in, twice. It in there. Wow. And it, yeah, yeah, it fit in there, yeah, and you'd beautiful. have to look twice at it and go, wait a minute. Yeah. That how does that stay on the road? <laughs> yeah, burn right. up the tires and break all the spokes. All right, we talk about a little bit the fact that the Manson family is referred to here, mm-hmm. and there are some moments. Um, right. that the Brad Pitt character kind of gets involved with them. Uh, and there's a scene where they get into a car and it's it's basically the same kind of car that historians will tell you they drove up to yes. the uh, house with Sharon Tate and all the other people in. Right. And it was a 1959 Ford was galaxy. it a galaxy? Galaxy. Yep. Yeah. Galaxy. Okay. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the car. No, we found the real car. Yes. Really? We did find the real Ooh. car. Yeah. And they offered it to us, but we came up with it. It'd be a little creepy to have the real yeah. car on there. <laughs> that would be very <laughs> Putting creepy. our actors in there and everything else. So 
we actually found a car. Leonard actually found that car. That was back east somewhere. Way to go, Leonard. <laughs> That's a rare car. One year only. Yeah. The 59 yep. Galaxy? The 59 Galaxy. Four-door? Yes, that car was a one-year-only body style. 58 is different, and 59 and 60 is different. Those are back in the days when you could tell the difference. That's remember right. Remember when we yeah. were kids? That's you could, right. Hey, remember when we were kids? <laughs> you could sit there in the back window and go, hey, Dad, I can. that's a 57 this, and it's 58 that. And well, that's what we used to do when we were kids. It was absolutely. name off the cars, and then you say, I yeah. take it. <laughs> yeah, well, they all had basically the same body. It was different trim. Right. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. We're, so yeah, it wasn't until they started coming up with the compacts and then the fair, then the fair lanes and the novas and the things that they actually had multiple body styles. Right. Yeah. Those so are the days, my friend. This car, specifically, that car was. Uh, How did you find? The well, car? you know, when you're doing this film, people call you too. You start people start sourcing and saying, you know, and there was a there was a car collector that we had reached out to. He had older cars too. And he just mentioned that one of his clients had that car. So I said, well, put me in touch with him. So we called the gentleman and we spoke to him and he said, you know, he offered it to us. And um, we said, well, no, but can we take pictures of your car? So we went with our, our production designer and our, our lead painter on the show and John, uh, Leonard and I and went over and we took hundreds of pictures of this car and, all the, and then we replicated it. So basically, key. you had to go find another 59 Ford. Correct. Yeah. And Leonard found that. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Where and was that? In Virginia. Really? Yeah. West yeah. Virginia. Oh, yeah. West Virginia. And so, this isn't a rental. This is you You bought it and brought it back? It was purchased, yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And brought it back. And then it was a black with red interior car. So we converted it into the off yellow with different mismatched vendors and everything. There was... Um, put the dents in it and aged the paint, put the rust in it and all the other stuff. So, yeah, mm -hmm. the painter, he matched it right on. It was, it no, was amazing. It, it, it was not amazing. that I know what it looks like back yeah, then, but right. it's, it's just yeah. amazing how you guys were able to put that together yeah, yeah. like that. Also Filling that car, the background. I'm sorry, stepping on you. No, I'm sorry. That, that car also uh, was, a, was a stick shift three on the tree. So we took the oh. transmission, the, that transmission out, and we put a turbo 350 in it. Sorry, That's an you. Improvement. Sorry, you Ford purists. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, you gotta you gotta go back even to the twenties. The way to get a Ford to go quick was the Chevrolet. <laughs> we only Chevrolet the back half, though. <laughs> well, well, okay. Well, the, yeah, the Chevrolet brothers used to build racing motors, and they started with Ford Model A and Model T engines. There you go. So there Ford you go. Next. That's right. So Ford. They, and if you them. really want to go fast, you go Hemi. Sorry, I'm a Mopar well, man. Well, don't get yeah, me too. Don't don't get them started yeah. on the Dodge connection on that right, too. There you go. There you go. <laughs> we could be here all night. The guys behind the cars from the movie Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Steve Butcher and Leonard Jefferson. Now, part two of this conversation will be coming up next week here on Talking About Cars when we talk about other cars from the movie and, and what it took to find some of them and other movies they have worked on and how they make movie magic happen right before your eyes. Like, for example, take 10 cars and somehow make them look like 100 cars and what cars they might recast in movies and TV shows if given a chance. Hey, remember to subscribe to our podcast on radio.com, iTunes, and knx1070.com so that way you can be notified when a new Talking About Cars is uploaded and you won't miss a thing. And if you're on iTunes, don't forget, rate us and review us. Looking for more background to our episodes? Go to our website, talkingaboutcars.com. 
Net. Again, follow us on social media. We are on Facebook, Talking About Cars, on Twitter, at Talk N, the letter N, T-A-L-K-N, About Cars, and of course, we're on Instagram, Talking About Cars. Until next time, I'm Randy Cardoon. Join me for part two as we have some fun talking about cars. <laughs>